Hello and welcome back to Ground Control to Major Mark, a slice of life podcast hosted by me, Mark Shantos. Today is February 9th, 2023, which means that it is my 24th birthday and it means that it's the three-year anniversary of the first episode of Ground Control to Major Mark releasing, which is just crazy to think about. Um, it Time is just weird. <laughs> it's crazy to think that this show has been coming out that long, and um, I, I hope to keep continuing it. And huge shout-out to my friend and uh, ex-roommate Carson, um, I lived with him twice, once during college and once post-college, and he's helped me edit this episode. He's uh, joined the Ground Control team for now and is doing some editing work, which definitely helps me uh, get these out because I love recording them. I love the feedback that I get from them, um, but I'm not very good at editing, <laughs> so definitely super super grateful to Carson. This episode was recorded way back in the summer of 2022 and then I just sat on it for a while it's with my good friends Jordan Art and Maggie Jarding and it was back when I lived with Jordan and Maggie still lived in Lincoln Nebraska as well and it was kind of like their send-off before they moved was the idea of the episode these two are two friends who I met in high school but got a lot closer with in college and we just wanted to do this episode before uh, we weren't going to live with each other anymore and kind of just commemorate the time that they had in Lincoln and, you know, just have a nice conversation with them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited with how it turned out. Uh, <laughs> keep in mind that this episode was recorded um, before uh, Maggie and Jordan were engaged, um, before I was engaged. Um, <laughs> I was planning to move to Omaha when this was recorded which uh, didn't end up happening. My life took a different turn. And I've moved since this was recorded. They've obviously moved. And uh, yeah, just a ton has happened since recording this. So listening back was kind of weird. Hopefully I don't have too many episodes that I hang on to for half a year. (laughs) But, you know, I'll I'll do my best going forward. But anyway, um, thanks for listening after three years. It's it's really special that I get to keep doing this, and I really appreciate you guys listening. That being said, let's get into it. To get actually somewhat into this thing. <laughs> um, it's been a while since I've sat down and recorded one of these, but I'm sitting across from uh, Jordan Hart and Maggie Jarding. Uh, Jordan is my current roommate and Maggie is Caroline's current roommate, but they are both leaving Lincoln not too long from now. And that is kind of the theme of this episode. We're going to be talking about Lincoln, maybe getting a vibe of, you know, what Lincoln means to these two. Um, but since I got them here, I'm hoping to get their thoughts on some of that. So Jordan and Maggie, welcome to the show. Yeah, sayonara, Sammy. <laughs> thanks for having us. Yeah, no, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah no problem. <laughs> I've never had two people, like, actually on the podcast before. The closest thing I've had to this was um, when I was interviewing Caroline and Billion called in to rant about Bagel Boy. 
Oh. So as he does. Now you guys are like the next step above that. So hopefully that, you know, brings some feeling of accomplishment to you. I wonder how many times per week Sam Billion rants about Bagel Boy. It's got to be at least once a week. It's got to be at least once, right? <laughs> if not more, if not especially twice. since that podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so like I said, just kind of the theme is capturing, you know, Lincoln and our experiences here. So I kind of wanted to start off asking Maggie, since she moved here first, um, what was it like moving to Lincoln? How long have you been here? Just kind of the brief overview of uh, why you're in Lincoln and how you got here. Yeah, so I've been here for four years. Uh, went here for undergrad and I like it. Uh, it's a little bit bigger. I feel like things are a little bit more spaced out. So like running errands and stuff is kind of a big chore for me sometimes. But, you know, downtown, I really like downtown. I feel like you can walk anywhere, get pretty much anywhere from downtown. So I really enjoy living downtown. I've only been living downtown for about like two years or so. Um but yeah, no, I really like Lincoln, especially around game days. It's really fun, and the campus is really nice, so I've enjoyed my time in Lincoln for sure. Nice. Jordan? Yeah, no, I've, uh, gosh, when was the summer we lived together? Is that two summers ago now? It must have been 2020, because it was 2020. It was, yeah, COVID. It, was, it was the first, co- yeah, COVID summer. We were living together, so I was here first summer of 2020, and then I moved back had to move back to Madison for like six months to finish my last semester of college. Then I actually moved back down here after that with you and uh, what would later be Nick. And yeah, now we're uh, now we're taking off to go to go to Vermilion. It'll be cool. It'll nice. Be cool. Nice. Dude, that the Lincoln, the city of Lincoln, though, is so cool. I really, really like it. And I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to miss it a lot, to be honest with you. And like Maggie said, the downtown area is so cool, and the game days are, are pretty much memories that I'll have for, I'm sure, the rest of my life. Sure. Yeah, kind of to Maggie's point, um, I don't know if you agree with this, but I think outside of the college, a lot of Lincoln uh, with the traffic and the people like feels like Sioux Falls to me in a way. Yeah. But I also agree with Maggie in that, like, the infrastructure weirdly just makes it, like, a hard town to get around. Like, it honestly takes as long to get across Omaha as it does Lincoln. Well, because you, like, drive somewhere and it's, like, oh, it's just, like, a field. Like, it's just, like, all grass or something. Like, there's nothing in between. I feel like grocery stores or, like, anywhere you're going, there's just, like, a lot of nothingness to, like, go into, like, another mini town almost of Lincoln. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just so spread out. That, although it does have my favorite street, my favorite boulevard of all time, which is Normal Boulevard. It's just, <laughs> just the Normal Boulevard. If anyone asks, it's not suspicious at all. Not suspicious. No. It's just normal, normal Boulevard. Just the Normal Boulevard. <laughs> I don't think I know where that is. It's right next to the huge park, like in Main Lincoln, behind the Capitol. Oh, huh. Yeah, nothing kind suspicious of is happening on Normal Boulevard. No, it's just the Normal Boulevard. Just the Normal Boulevard. <laughs> Nice, nice. Um, okay, so to keep this somewhat uh, chronological, um, one thing that I wanted to say was that a big thing with interview interviewing you guys uh, before you leave Lincoln and talking about Lincoln, um, and one of the reasons that I did this is because I knew you both in high school, but I definitely got to know you a lot better in college. Like, out of all my high school friends that I'm still close with, you guys are probably the two that I would consider like more of college friends than 
high school friends. Um, so it's been really cool um, being able to get to know you guys. But I know Maggie was sort of the first like girlfriend <laughs> in our friend group that like we were able to hang with. So I kind of wanted to ask, like, what was that like, I guess? Like, was that at all weird? And, like, what's it like now being, like, the, um, what am I trying to say? Like, the one that's been around the longest. Yeah, you know, I I think it's great um, <laughs> to have that power of the group, I suppose. <laughs> but, I mean, in high school... I don't think it was like weird. The only thing that I thought was like a little bit weird about it was just that you guys were all in like the grade above me. So like I knew like of most of you guys, but like I hadn't really talked to anyone in the group in high school just because the grade difference, you know. But I mean, I don't think it's weird to like hang out like now at all or anything, but also just like. I've always been more of a person that gravitated towards hanging out with guys just because I'm not, like, the type of person to, like, be in the drama and, like, I don't know. Girls kind of suck half the time, I'm, you know? Like, right. And so, I don't know. It was a little bit weird, but, I mean, everyone was pretty accepting of everyone. So, like, after the first few times hanging out, especially in, like, big groups, I definitely felt right at home, which is awesome. So. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just weird, like, how far it's come, I guess, because I remember, like, you definitely set a certain standard of, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, we can have somewhat grown up relationships and actually hang out with people who can hang out with our friends <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big proponent of, like, if your friends don't like your significant other, then, like, it's kind of a red flag. So, like, I don't know, like, it's great that a bunch of people now have significant others that have joined the group and have given me some girlfriends along the way, I suppose. <laughs> I remember the, it was like, I think it was a summer, my senior year of college, Maggie texted me. I wasn't, I don't think I was in Sioux Falls, I was in Madison still for classes or something like that, and Maggie texted me and said, I'm hanging out with everyone in in Koima's basement right now. Uh, wish you could be here. Kind of as like a haha, like I'm hanging out with everyone and you're <laughs> right. not even here. It was kind of I realized like, oh geez, like I think Maggie could break up with me right now and I'd be the one that would lose all the friends. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everyone would definitely be on my side. Maggie, everyone would be on Maggie's side instantly, which is fine. I mean, that's how it should be. My, I mean, I swear my mom loves Maggie more than I do, or more than she likes me, so. That's also probably true. And my dog. Yeah. Love your family, basically. That can be important. Do you think it goes at all the other way that, like, Maggie's mom would take your side on anything? Uh, <laughs> well, there you have it. I mean, yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. I just like that. <laughs> I thought I'd be straight to the point with that one and just rip it off. Oh. <laughs> Jordan himself didn't even know. <laughs> I was like, well, you and I was like, oh, that might be on the fence. And Maggie's like, no, no. no. <laughs> I like that it's just gotten to a point now with our friends that, like, if I went to Sioux Falls or something and I was in a group that was more girls than guys or even more people that I didn't know before college, I don't even know if I would really notice it right away or pick up on it. Like, it's just it's just cool that we've 
all brought both friends and girlfriends into the group and just kind of become their friends, you know? Yeah. I think that's always really cool. Another thing that I think I really is important or, like, that I really like about the group is that, like, kind of like what you said, but you can have, like, college friends that, like, the group wouldn't know come over, but everyone would still, like, mingle and have fun and talk to each other. So, like, if we're at, like, Billion's house and he has some of his college friends that, like, we don't necessarily know, like, it's still a great time and, like, it never feels awkward or anything. Yeah, that is super nice. I also just noticed that you're wearing a science fair t-shirt, so I started cheesing a little bit. <laughs> we can get back to it. Okay. Yeah, this is when I hosted a science, or I participated. Not as, like, a kid, but as, like, an adult. <laughs> you know, as like, an the adult. worst kind. <laughs> I did a science fair as an adult. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. So when I think of our friends uh, and kind of like forming that group where everyone got comfortable and everyone kind of, you know, changed because of college and uh, we started hanging out with this certain group of people, I also just think about where we were at at the time. So to kind of stick again with a more Maggie-oriented question, I wanted to ask you about your experience of being in a sorority for a year. Um, And I know that this is like weirdly involved in how we became friends because I was also in a fraternity that year so um yeah just what are your thoughts now like three years removed from that oh oh, oh yeah sororities suck (laughs) major butt like they're I they're a cult they're they're a cult (laughs) like you have to pay to have friends you get fined for doing things like the rule book that we had to like pretty much they wanted us to live by was like you couldn't post pictures like on tabletops like they were literally like no pictures on elevated surfaces on instagram oh my god like that's such (laughs) that's such a weird rule to have and like it was just like oh you miss a meeting like because of a class that's a fine yeah so like the fines were killer and so dumb they were so bad and like i just didn't really vibe with any of the people in my sorority i think there was like one or two I still talked to one girl actually but we met previously at Camp Foster so that's the only reason I still really talk to her but just the overall like structure of it is not fun at all it wasn't for me it wasn't what I was looking for yeah I would definitely agree with that I I think yeah I mean you mentioned like camp briefly and that Mm -hmm. honestly makes me think about when I joined a fraternity for a year what I really wanted, I think, without realizing it, was something like camp uh, in college, but then with, like, the aspect of being able to party, too. And yeah. what I got was, like, people trying to be cool. Yeah. You know? it, it just wasn't for me. I, I didn't really think any of the girls really liked me too much, but maybe it was just because I didn't try hard enough to, like, be their friend I guess but it just seemed like you're kind of paying for friends and there's a bunch of rules and like money things that had to be dealt with and yeah like there was this whole big thing about how when I dropped they still wanted me to pay like seven grand for like living in the house because they weren't able to fill that spot since I dropped out. Oh, yeah. And so then that's when I had to get Jordan's parents involved and be like, these are my lawyers. Like, I'm not paying that seven grand. (laughs) And so like, 
I remember like telling people like, oh, I'm going to drop or like whatever. Like, it's just not really for me. Like, I don't want to spend that much money to just like hang out with people. And they like immediately stopped talking to me after that. Like most of them were like, oh, you're dropping. And then they're like, oh, that's so sad. And then like never heard from them again. Yeah, yeah. So it just seems like they're all kind of snooty a little bit, which sounds rude. And like, I know people who've had great experiences with it, but... I mean, I mainly just did it to, like, try and meet people. And, like, since UNL is such a big campus, it seemed like a great way. But, again, too many rules didn't really vibe with it. So, yeah, got to drop it at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to think for me that, like, I there are still people in my fraternity that I still talk to and I still would consider friends. But, weirdly enough, like, that year, most of the friends that I made were out of the fraternity and a lot of the reasons that I don't necessarily regret it is because I met Caroline and I had ex- like chances to hang out with you two, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah. going to the formal together and like even just bonding over both of us wanting to drop is yeah. honestly hilarious. That was probably my favorite part about being in this sorority was that you were in one at the same time. And by some miracle, my sorority and your fraternity ended up having a dance together which like you only have it with like one or two other houses right Yeah. and then we ended up we we're like oh wow so cool let's go together and I feel like that was the first time that I really met and like hung out with Caroline which was really fun to just you know have the opportunity just to like have something to do for that night but yeah talking about <laughs> brief intermission for Jordan <laughs> to check on the health of Milo are you kidding right now Somehow that dog survives when no one is watching him. Dude, you're for real, man. How does this dog survive when no one's watching him? You're done with this. All right, Jordan's back. I had one point later on in this um, that my bullet point is Milo becoming parents. Uh, Speaking of which, Milo's right underneath me now. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm just going to jump straight to that since this is the best transition as any. Uh, what is it like becoming parents to Milo the dog? Dude, he is uh so that's word to describe him. He's a rascal. I think that's the most accurate word to describe Milo. He's the most <laughs> yeah. adorable rascal that ever lived. He's the most rascal and the most adorable. Like, I don't know how he can be so dumb yet so smart at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's always, like, my favorite description, too, is, like, he does stuff that you're like, wow, that was, like... He can think. <laughs> and other times you're like, what is wrong with this dog? Our relationship is a lot like, it's like an emotional Tom and Jerry, where he's he's the Tom and I'm the Jerry. He just kind of dominates <laughs> my existence emotionally. Um, and I'm, yeah. That's kind of true. I've probably seen your highest highs and your lowest lows of the past year. Dude, one time. <laughs> involving yeah, like, especially, so he's only one year old, right? And there's been a couple times where, yeah, like, it was the first six weeks I had him. And he was so small. And I had to pick him up to go up and down the stairs. And I knew he had to use the bathroom real bad. Mm -hmm. So I picked him up. And we started walking down the stairs. And I put him in the grass. And he just wouldn't go. We stood out there for, like, 25 minutes. And he just wouldn't go. And I put my hands in my sweatshirt pocket. And I found... I found his uh, his number two in my uh, in my sweatshirt pocket. <laughs> it, 
from when I was carrying him down the stairs. <laughs> so honestly, I was so over it and so tired at that point that I just picked it up out of my sweatshirt pocket and chucked it and then <laughs> just brought him back inside and then instantly got in the shower. That was, that was That's hilarious. Yeah. I couldn't believe it was in there. I really couldn't. Like I was just, I re- <laughs> so bad. What do you think your favorite memory is with Milo? Um, just, well, he does a lot of things that it's like, okay, you're, you're a good dog. Like he does do fetch pretty well, especially sure. indoors for no reason. That's only when he wants to though. Yeah. When he wants to be entertained, he'll be like, Hey, this ball right here, let's, let's, let's throw it, you know? <laughs> right. It's just fine. It, it, you know, it, it, that's funny. And of course it's just right up until he gets bored too. It, yeah. And he's not bringing it back. And like, sometimes the best part of my days are taking him on walks because he'll just do the dumbest stuff on walks. Like yeah. he'll roll in the grass with the leash still on and then it will just be like tangled around him, but he'll still just try to continue walking. And you're like, just wait a second. Like, let me help you. And he's like, no, this is good. This is fine. Let's keep going. I've never seen a dog like full face smile before, but he like, he, and he full face smiles when he's outside he's like, I'm re- ready to go. But Honestly, yeah. like one of my favorite things about living with Milo is I'll hear like, one of you two laugh in like a specific way and i'm like milo's doing some dumb shit i just know like maggie's cracking up on the couch or jordan's sitting in his chair maggie will just incite violence in our household by like (laughs) she'll he'll be sitting on the couch just minding his own business maggie will look over at him and just start blowing on the top of his head just like super hard just you know just like yeah. that and it would just be like it, and then he'll just attack he'll just attack and he'll go great. straight after her face and then we'll get all wound up and it'll just be i'm be helping ca- him get his energy out it'll be chaos for a while it's good chaos do you think he's taught you like anything yeah dude i mean it's it's i i it's really good that i have milo because one he does really well on the road he is actually mm-hmm. a great travel companion to have hmm. and uh too yeah it just kind of gives me like more structure to my day you know it's like once a day you know going to outside to walk milo or feeding milo at this time or you know it just kind of gives your day more sure more structure to it which is cool i mean it's something i've been trying to add more of to my day ever since all of it was lost during covid right you know, just <laughs> yeah. slowly adding structure back into my day is, yeah uh, something that it's helped with for sure even just something to keep you accountable and get you outside and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing mm-hmm. when he's a great dog too because he doesn't like chew on anything like you don't have to worry about like your shoes getting destroyed or like him getting into cords or anything like he's really good in that aspect mm-hmm. and especially being like a small dog then we don't feel like guilty about still having an apartment with not really like a backyard for him to like roam in like you know you just take him to the dog park and that's good enough for him sure in the future you think you're gonna get other dogs cats cats <laughs> well there you have it i i get every <laughs> i get two cats every one dog he has so that's the deal we made once upon a so time there could be two dogs four cats i can't oh, yeah. believe there's no way i was sober when i made that deal <laughs> probably not but a deal is a deal that's hilarious she pulled out the receipts though she pulled out the receipts for sure <laughs> i got them i got them handy in my back pocket that was ridiculous, that was ridiculous. <laughs> so other than milo 
Is there anything else like Jordan, you coming from DSU and your lifestyle there to coming here and then Maggie moving from, you know, the sorority and the dorms onto like the second half of college post COVID that you guys have felt like you changed significantly or grown or like anything that you're proud of trying to work on? Yeah. I mean, like for me, the past year and a half was really the, I'm out of college time to be an adult mm-hmm. kind of time of my life, which was really stressful, but also really cool. Like it was kind of crazy to think of like, feels like I didn't do anything this last year, but looking back on it cumulatively, it feels like I did a ton this year. Oh, definitely. And like, I don't know. It feels like I'm doing more and more stuff every day, which is, which is great. Uh, I'm always getting out and doing stuff because it was so hard to get out and find stuff to do in Madison. Right, yeah. Which is where I lived for four years. It was go to the one-screen movie theater or, you know, play video games or get Taco John's, which was (laughs) – that was an event in that town, by the way. (laughs) It was like an outing. Uh, Yeah, that was like, okay, we're going to get Taco John's. Who wants to come with? We're going to make it a party. Um, To Yeah, being in Lincoln and, like, driving out into – in the breweries and uh, that kind of stuff like you know i have like three or four different breweries we go to now here which is awesome and they have a bunch of different games and all that stuff like that one uh band night we went to like uh, glacial, glacial Till. Yeah. oh yeah that was so much fun um and yeah just all that kind of stuff i mean it's been it's been great i love uh love the community aspect of it not excited to move to verm for that reason because it'll lose some of that but going back to sioux falls definitely will retain uh, some of that for sure yeah sweet just not living in small town south dakota is the end goal i think (laughs) yeah what about you maggie yeah i mean i really like to think that i've grown as a person i feel like everyone does over time whether they kind of recognize that in themselves or not but definitely like looking at like the covid years I don't know like it was great like at the time so it was like oh I don't really like have to do anything but then it was also like for me like I wasn't really able to get a job because no one was really looking or hiring and like just all of that school stuff everything was online so you never really had a reason to go out much and I just kind of became more of a homebody than I usually am but I mean this past year I feel like I've done a lot I was in a research where, you know, we got to watch drunk people in virtual reality, which was not only interesting, but very fun. (laughs) So we did that, which was great. And I feel like that was like a huge plus to my resume. And then just applying for graduate school was just a whole deal on its own where you have to like write out everything like make sure your resume is pristine like get a bunch of references like wait a while for like even to hear back and then do interviews and it's just kind of a little bit difficult just like switching schools because everything's different from UNL like you don't have the same like canvas learning like it's a whole different program and new teachers that you gotta gotta start to like re- learn their like teaching styles and you don't really know them or anything so it's kind of like almost starting over like you're re going to undergrad just at a different school for a little bit higher education (laughs) which is a little bit nervous but in terms of this year I feel like I was able to really build up that resume and fill in the gaps of the COVID years (laughs) right (laughs) 
I feel like you're someone who like I never I didn't keep super good track of like what your job was and then every once in a while you'd tell me something especially with like the VR research where I was like what (laughs) yeah that also took a while to start up they had like because of COVID again because all of the IRB documents that we had to send in everything took a while to like have them review it so it would like we would get a document and then they'd have to review it again and we couldn't start the project until you know we had the approval and so it took a while to actually get going but once it did it was really fun and in terms of like my actual job that's just a whole nother deal on its own with the crazy things that people have said to me over the time (laughs) (laughs) which includes um i'm only addicted to nicotine and mountain dew um ma'am i have cancer of the ass and so many other swear words, so many times have I been threatened. You deal with some crazy people. Yeah. Like you deal with some truly, um, yeah, some, some basket cases. Let's just say that. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> we'll just leave it at basket, basket case. What do you think is the equivalent to that in your work, Jordan? Uh, just like an 80 year old calling in about like her not knowing her password and then you ask do you want to change the password and she goes no why would I want to change the password you're supposed to have my password and like no ma'am I don't have your password I've never had your password and she goes you're supposed to keep track of it I'm like it's your password you you're supposed (laughs) to keep track of it we can reset your password so we both know it no I don't want to reset it you're supposed to know it so that's it. That's that's that will just go on for about ten minutes until they get mad enough to hang up. <laughs> Usually, I do the hanging up. Unfortunately, <laughs> sometimes it gets to that level. There's a few stalkers um, that come around. Uh, they call me one of my coworkers' names, and we don't look anything alike, which is fine by me. He does not need to know my real name, but. Lots of weird questions get thrown around. A lot of people are always like, oh, are you single? Or like, you know, weird questions that aren't very appropriate. And you just have to remind them to not ask inappropriate questions. But it's kind of hard because we still have to remain professional because, you know, we're the people that are employed by this place. So we can't like cross that line if we feel like offended or you know, if that question was inappropriate, we still have to keep our composure. (laughs) God, you're so professional. I try. I really try. Sometimes it's really difficult, but you know. Oh, just the most professional. (laughs) Are you at all nervous now after this experience going into like a field that you're always going to have to deal with people? I mean, I feel like I'm less nervous and just being around like in that environment definitely like helps you be able just to like learn different skills of like how to de-escalate people and you know what would be the best way to get them out of whatever thoughts or feelings that they're having. I don't necessarily know if I'll be working with the same demographic as where I'm working now. I feel like that's something that I'm definitely going to have to like look into more during graduate school but I mean yeah this this job's definitely helped me a ton just gain that experience of you know different people and their struggles and having to be the mature one and help them find what they're looking for yeah sweet so I kind of have a lot of like random 
bullet points left. So, yeah, and I still want to hit him. So I'm just going to kind of throw some random things at you. For sure. Uh, Lightning round. <laughs> exactly. To kind of cap this off. Um, this one's a little Maggie directed, but Jordan, if you know the answer too, um, <laughs> let me know. What is your favorite game show and what game show would you want to be on the most? I know Maggie, you're a game show enthusiast. Oh man. Yeah. That's a really hard question. Cause there's so many good ones that like, do you go with a classic one where everyone knows, or do I throw out like a really obscure one that people have no idea what it is? Wipeout. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Matt, a hard question for Jordan. I'm I guess. speaking <laughs> for me. And very definitively, I'm saying Wipeout. <laughs> that is all. I feel like one that I've seen recently, it's actually on Netflix, but it's called Bullshit with Howie Mandel. So you still kind of get the deal or no deal feel with sure. him being the host. Sure. But it's a game where like you don't have to be good at trivia, which is what I feel like I need. Like I would not be the best person at trivia just because... I feel like you really got to know your your stuff with that. Right. But this one, it's a, still a trivia game, but you can bullshit on the answers. So there's basically like this jury of like three people and one contestant, and the contestant will answer the question, and then the they'll like give the reasoning as to like why that's the answer, like why that's the correct answer. And then the jury will have to tell if they're telling the truth and they got the answer right or if they're bullshitting. Yeah. And then, like, it's like, oh, well, why wouldn't you just say, like, bullshit every time if you're the jury? But then, like, the person who is the most accurate on their guesses gets to be the next contestant. So, like, there's still that, like, motivation to, oh, like, sure. be accurate about it. Huh. I would not be good at that. <laughs> you're not good at bullshitting i would i feel like i would just start cracking up or i would just get like way too nervous like i'm playing secret hitler or something it's like the same reason i suck at that game i am yeah no i'm the worst liar like i just start smiling immediately yeah 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 same here you think you could rock that though i feel like i could in the right setting like i feel like i'd definitely be nervous at first which kind of like gets people out right away because they're like nervous or whatever but I mean, I think I can lie pretty well. Okay, okay. <laughs> Nothing Just to add. shrug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. If you had to be famous for something, what would you want it to be? And does that actually sound appealing to you? If I had to be famous for something, I'd want to be famous for, like, pottery or, like, something more like art where, like, you don't necessarily, like, know the face or, like... Because I wouldn't want to, like, go out into the world and be recognized all the time. Like, that just seems like something that'd be kind of, like, difficult that you'd have to, like, reroute your whole life around. But, like, an artist, I feel like, unless they're, like, super big, you don't really know what they look like. Mm -hmm. And then you can just, like, do fun art stuff all day. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, being famous doesn't... I Dude... Okay, here's the thing. I'd love to be local famous somewhere. And somewhere, like, not even my, the place where I live. Like, I'd <laughs> yeah. love to be, like, the hometown hero for a place where I don't live. <laughs> like, like a vacation home or something. Like, yeah. small town Montana or something like that. Like, I saved their town from a wildfire or something <laughs> like that. 
Now they just have Jordan Day somewhere. Yeah. That that to you have me like a lake cabin there, and like every time you visit, you like watch this, and then the fanfare starts. Yeah, <laughs> the dude. parade comes out that, of the corner. That to me would be the best type of famous, <laughs> I think, because no one else would know. It'd just be like this one small town has Jordan Day. Like how, once a, how small of a town are we talking? Well, it's got to be enough to pull off the fanfare, right? It's got to have some infrastructure to it. Yeah, it's so. true. They got to have a float, even yeah. if it's in the back of some guy's pickup truck. Oh, shit. Even Madison, South Dakota had some infrastructure to it. So, I mean, yeah, one, one 2,000, I mean, could pull it off. I mean, if we're talking minimums. <laughs> yeah, I would have to do something to kind of like what Maggie was saying, where I'm not like, famous famous like something i'm into too so like designing a board game or writing like a fantasy book like you can still go to the grocery store without yeah getting for like sure. assaulted <laughs> <laughs> you know? with paparazzi yeah. popping out but of every corner being like real famous sounds awful like, like the only good part about it is that you'd have money to spend on anything right but i mean like i have that now like well, like, and not to the extent, not, I mean, like, give You're me a, a private. No, not, <laughs> it's not like F you money, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, I have enough money to do grocery store and all the things that I want on the weekends. I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm cool. <laughs> okay. Um, Maggie, what is something interesting about Caroline that you've learned from living with her and then Jordan, something about either me or Nick? that you didn't know before living with that person? I feel like this is an obvious answer, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm going to say one for you and one for Nick. Okay. So for Nick, I feel like obviously you don't realize how much of a gourmand Nick is until you live with him. Like mm-hmm. he, he, dude, the dude cooks. I mean, the dude cooks a the lot. The dude cooks. <laughs> I mean, what more can you say? And he cooks well. I mean, he cooks good food. He has, and he loves cooking for large groups, which is awesome because, you know, we like hanging out with large groups sometimes. Yeah. So, and it's, he makes really good food. We like awesome. eating the food. Yeah. And I feel like that's something you really don't like, you hear maybe but you don't actually know until you live with until he's like in the kitchen whipping it up every day making good ass food mm-hmm. it's like oh and you really realize it yeah know? yeah You're like this isn't just like a once a week thing too yeah it's actually a lot and with you i feel like okay guys the nintendo thing's not a joke <laughs> Like, he really <laughs> likes Nintendo. And he kind of plays it off as a joke. Like, he's laughing right now, right? But he kind of plays it off as a joke. Like, haha, yeah, I like Nintendo. No, no, listen to me. He loves <laughs> Nintendo stuff. Like, he'll buy it all. He's bought it all. There's nothing Nintendo he doesn't have. As we're That's looking hilarious. across a literal game that he built that put a sticker of Nintendo on. Yeah, he built his own Nintendo game, like... <laughs> console arcade. arcade console he built his yeah, own one. there's the yoshis up there i got the wii u over there i got a zelda tattoo it is probably a bit of an obsession it's an addiction <laughs> i feel like when, you bring, when people bring it up you're just like haha yeah, yeah I love nintendo. I like nintendo. but it's like no he loves nintendo <laughs> oh yeah i love that this isn't something that i didn't know about her but i feel like it's something that comes in a lot more handy than I thought it would living with Caroline where like she's not afraid to yell at anyone or everyone oh like and I'm the type of person that does not like confrontation at all 
So, like, when I'm like, oh, like, it really sucks that this happened, they kind of screwed me over. And Caroline's like, what's his name? What's his number? We're going back. Like, we're getting this shit done for you. Right. And I'm like, I really appreciate that. Like, I need that person that will be my voice when I don't feel like causing a commotion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when I say that she has, like, that New Jersey, like, doesn't give a fuck kind of energy, like, it's yeah. true. It's totally oh, yeah. true. She and, owns it, too. Yeah. And she can also, like, really go from, like, businesswoman to, like, party girl. Like, (laughs) she can switch that or flip that switch. Yeah. Hell yeah. Nintendo. Oh, my God. All right. To cap this uh, entire thing off, I think I've hit just about everything. So. I got a question for you, too. Okay. Do you want to ask it now? Uh, No. Okay. Well, yeah, ask it at the end. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll ask it to you when I'm ready, when I'm good and ready. Okay, okay, all right, all right. So to have kind of a final question, to go back to the theme a little bit, I just want you guys to each recap in a few words. One, what Lincoln means to you. Two, what you're excited, maybe nervous about going to Vermilion. And then three, like long-term, like any themes that you want to carry with you, focus on kind of thing. I feel like for Lincoln, for me, it just is like my college town. Like that's where I spent all four years of undergrad. That's where I did all of the partying and the studying and meeting new people and having people visit up here. So I feel like that's really what Lincoln is to me is just, you know, the place that you went to undergraduate at, which I really like Lincoln. And that's not a bad thing to just be like a college town. But since I'm not really staying here for much time after that that's kind of what I think of for Vermilion I mean again it's just kind of like the place that I'm going to get a graduate degree or master's degree so I don't really plan on sticking there long just because it is a small town with not a lot to do and I feel like that's probably what I'd be most nervous about is just kind of starting over at a new school and this one being a little bit more intense in that way Um, For after Vermilion, I think it'll just be really nice to not have to, like, think forward about, like, moving, because I've moved every single year for the past four years, like, just inside of Lincoln. Oh, sure. So I think having, like, a stable place where you can put down, like, an actual lease for more than one year and, like, be close to family and not have to, like think about a three and a half hour drive just to go home for like a birthday or party or something uh, will be really nice in that aspect. Yeah, Lincoln right now, the first word that comes to mind is home because Lincoln is like, that's my home right now. So we're changing that up, which is the thing that makes me nervous about Vermilion also um, is like, you know, you're getting a new home, right? And I haven't really had like a stable kind of like Maggie I mean she's been inside of Lincoln for the past four years but I mean myself so even less I mean I've been kind of living in three different towns the last five years of my life a little bit and so it'll be nice to just move back and have one stable place which is close to home and close to friends and family and yeah grandparents and parents and sure all that kind of stuff so another thing Lincoln was also I mean it was 
it was a blast like it truly was like it was it was a ton of fun here and i really really liked the city um and yeah it's it, it was just it was really fun so but moving forward like vermilion and forward i mean yeah i think maggie nailed it on the head i think establishing roots growing roots somewhere settling down uh having some place that you can call home for more than like two or three years at a time like that would be a really cool thing sure yeah hell yeah it's been cool like having you guys as college friends and like actually getting to know you in college and then it's been like to me even cooler like sort of becoming weirdly like young adults and like i feel like i've seen a lot of like great moments but also i know like i personally have learned how to deal with like stress for the yeah, first time as like, sure. like real adult stress yeah um and like seeing you guys go through that and going through that together has been really cool and i'm weirdly like excited for the nostalgia of you guys living here yeah. <laughs> that i know i'm waiting to come back up for a game day and stay with caroline and then be like oh wait that's not my bedroom like sorry right that, that's not my room anymore i'll sleep on the couch <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna be weird but I I just think about like living with Luke and and Carson and stuff and like at the time most days I probably didn't even like hang out with them much but looking back like it's so nostalgic to me so I'm really excited for that with you guys yeah for sure especially like me and Caroline have definitely hung out a lot but our schedules are so different we're like not only is she a morning person and I'm a night person but like during the school year my classes were in the morning and hers were at night so we like almost never saw each other like during the week mm-hmm. but then obviously in the weekend we'd all hang out and stuff but it was always so funny because we'd just like see each other in passing like walk out the building and be like oh see you later tonight <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hell yeah anything else you gotta ask your question jordan oh yeah okay you ready for this one you gonna come visit us in Vermilion? <laughs> it's a good question. Please. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. We're gonna need stuff to keep us busy on the weekends. Yeah, hell That's yeah. True. I'm actually really excited to live in Omaha next year, and like even just that like 50 minutes closer to home. Yeah. I feel like we'll make it a lot easier. Especially, and you guys will be like 50 minutes closer than Sioux Falls even. So like. Yeah. yeah. We'll be and really that, close. That drive through Omaha is just not fun either. Like cutting that out of the drive. Yeah. True. Chef's kiss. True. That'll be sweet. Um, yeah. You, you coming to D-Days? Oh, yeah. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> you guys visiting me in Omaha? Ooh, D-Days is a 24-year-old. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be go, great. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. Any final words on this uh, podcast episode? Thanks for having us. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks for letting me live with you for the past like year and a half. It's been yeah. a been a damn blast it's been great thanks for coming on yeah it's been a pleasure being on and just being great friends and growing closer and it's just funny to think back and be like oh i never really talked to mark in high school but here we are making a podcast (laughs) hell yeah any final words milo milo you got anything to say as you sit here on my lap (laughs) no thoughts just just licks just kisses nice all right thanks again guys Stay out. Bye.